expand your vision to see yourself existing beyond this short time we have on this physical world. You don't just disappear when your physical body ceases to function. What makes you you remains into eternity. Welcome to the I Will Be Your Church podcast, Virtual Sanctuary. Be strengthened today with the truth of God's love so that you can say to your families, your friends, your co-workers, and your social media worlds, I will be your church. Your host for today's episode is Joanna Church. The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, Did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it too. At that moment, their eyes were opened and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? And he replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Who told you? that you were naked, the Lord God asked. That's Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 11. Whether you believe in the literal experience described in these scriptures, or you think it is allegorical in nature, I think that most of us can agree that there are aspects of the story that we see in ourselves and in others. We live in a world that actually seems to delight in exposing each other's nakedness, in exposing their faults, their failures, their sins. We have made ourselves into a world of trolls. Perhaps that has even happened to you. You've been on the receiving end of someone trolling you. Often it seems that religious people can be the most guilty of doing this. Ever since the glory that clothed mankind was stripped away from them, leaving us spiritually naked, God seemed to be more concerned with who was pointing out their nakedness and their shame, than he was with the sin itself. He was concerned that where there used to be a beautiful relationship between him and his children, they were now hiding from him in shame, because something evil had exposed them. When Jesus came, his purpose was to undo that stripping that humanity went through. He didn't shy away from addressing our sin. He simply said, you have sinned. But then he said, turn away from it and be clothed again with my love, my glory, my spirit. 
If we who call ourselves followers of Jesus are more concerned with exposing and condemning people's nakedness and shame instead of sharing with them God's desire to clothe them with himself and take away any shame they may feel, then we are actually aligning ourselves with a snake and not with Jesus. One of the final words that Jesus shared with his followers before he left this physical world was this. And now I send the Holy Spirit, just as my Father promised. Stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and clothes you with power from heaven. Luke 24. His purpose was to reclothe humanity with the glory and the power, the very Spirit of God that they had when they were first created before they had ever chosen to unclothe themselves and expose their nakedness. You know, a lot of people wonder what actually happened when the Adam and Eve figures chose to disobey God. But I think the scripture here makes it very clear when it says, their eyes were opened and they felt shame over their nakedness. So their eyes are opened, they felt shame It was the opening of their eyes to see that they could push God out of their lives, that they could choose to disobey him, that they could choose to hide from him rather than walk with him daily, that they could choose to give up all of the beauty and peace and provision that their relationship with Father God was giving them, all for one moment of a new flavor. They could have every other fruit in the garden, but they needed to have that one. Any parent knows that moment when they watch their child realize that they can choose to disobey them, and it is a painful moment. And you can even see in many kids the shame they feel when confronted with that disobedience. Sometimes, just like in the story of today's scripture, our kids even hide from us when they do wrong. And it's another sad moment when as parents, we realize we can no longer shield our children from the consequences of their actions. When Adam and Eve chose that one piece of fruit over a garden full of fruit, when they chose to break fellowship with their father by disobeying and hiding from him, just as every father has had to do at one point or another, God had to let them experience the consequences of their choices. I don't know about anyone else, but haven't we all done this in our lives? I have a thousand good food choices that give me health and wellness, but I choose a piece of cake and expose myself to an unhealthy body. You may have a beautiful wife, awesome home, wonderful job, and loving kids, but you choose a one-night stand exposing yourself to broken hearts and broken families. We don't need others to expose our sins and failures. Our actions and the repercussions of our actions do that job already. That's why when a woman who was caught in adultery was brought before Jesus by the religious men of her community to be stoned to death, he confronted them with the simple words, Whichever one of you is without sin, let that man be the first one to throw the stone. And they all had to drop their stones and walk away, 
And Jesus turned to the woman and said to her, I don't condemn you for your sin, but go and sin no more. He acted as a covering of protection over her life. That sure sounds like a different Jesus than what some people have told us he's all about. We hear often about how we're condemned for our sins, but Jesus himself has said, I don't condemn you for your sin, but go and sin no more. And when we do that, he covers us with the protection of God. Really, this choice that we are given as humans is to either accept God and be clothed with him or not. And that choice is evidenced all around us. It's foolish to say that people can't live without God. Billions of people choose to live without a relationship with him every single day. And many of them live good, decent, fruitful, happy lives. This is their choice, and it's even their right to do so as a being made in the image of God to have free will. It has been their choice since the moment the spark of consciousness entered the first man and woman. But isn't that just such short-sighted living by us? God is eternal, and he has created our souls and spirits to be eternal. Choosing to live in partnership, relationship, and covenant with him through Jesus goes beyond this world and into eternity. Expand your vision to see yourself existing beyond this short time we have on this physical world. You don't just disappear when your physical body ceases to function. What makes you you remains into eternity. And because I just love science and how it can flow right into how God designed the universe to work, let me just say that even scientists support this continuation of the energy that forms us. The very first law of thermodynamics states that energy can't be created or destroyed. It can only change forms. We believe that changing of forms is from a physical body to a heavenly body. Eugene Wigner, who won the Nobel Prize in Physics in 1963, was quoted as saying, It will remain remarkable in whatever way our future concepts may develop that the very study of the external world led to the conclusion that the content of of the consciousness is an ultimate reality. So as believers, we would call that consciousness our spirits. So we believe that our spirit reality is the ultimate reality. If you are interested in learning a little more about the effect our consciousness or spirits have on the world, check out the double slit experiment of quantum mechanics, where just our observation of particles actually impacts their behavior. Your spirit, whether you understand it or believe in it or not, is impacting the physical world around you all of the time. So today, Examine your own self and see if there are areas that you find shameful, that make you feel exposed or naked. And if need be, turn away from them and turn to Jesus and ask him to clothe you with his spirit today. And as you encounter people throughout your day, whether in person or online, don't expose their nakedness. Don't condemn them. 
but rather offer them the restoration of the glory of God through Jesus that can clothe them in new eternal life. You can choose to leave this physical world and go into the spiritual or quantum realm clothed with and in union with the Spirit of God. Or you can choose to go into eternity unclothed, spiritually naked, and not in union with our Lord. But why would you want to do that? The adventure of eternity in the vast universe and other dimensions will be much better traveled alongside and clothed with the creator of it all. I speak the blessing of God over your life today. May your eyes be open to see his hand at work in your life. May your ears be open to hear his voice whispering his love to your heart. May your hands find the good works he has created you to accomplish. And may your lips speak words of life to the people you encounter today. Go be the church to your world. If you feel blessed by the I Will Be Your Church podcast, please subscribe so you never miss a day. And then share it with your friends. Check out our website, IWillBeYourChurch.com, to learn more about us, check out Ben's blog, connect with us on social media, and become part of this church family movement.